0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 51 of Above Board with Canderpath. I am one of the hosts, whoa, whoa, John. Whoa, whoa. I- hold, hold, John,
1: John, John, John. It's my birthday. I you said I'm I have my big boy hat on. I can do the intro today. So, welcome to Above Board with Canderpath. Oh, no, Path. no,
2: no, no, no. Y'all have been doing this stuff without me. No. Now, we're not doing that. Listen. That voice. Yeah, you know, it's me the Rich B. Y'all, you guys have been doing like sneaking around behind my back like some cheating dogs, running a podcast, don't tell me about nothing. Now all of a sudden like you're going to act like I'm not even here. Hello. This is the Rich B and welcome to episode 51 of Above Board with Canderpath. I'm the Rich B along with the amazing and talented John Kennedy, the beautiful, tall and rather slim Matt Marcoux. Welcome, boys. Dude, welcome back. Yeah, I good know. to have you, Rich.
0: It's Welcome been back, a minute buddy.
2: or two, right? Do you think anybody missed me, or anybody even noticed?
0: I think it's. I mean, every episode we've talked about it, and there's a, there's a there's an absence to the show without the three of us. You know,
2: I think I think it's it's like I'm like the missing link of of just everything. <laughs> you right? are the missing link, Rich. <laughs> I am. I'm well, a let's link t- of let's something.
0: talk about that. What have you been up to? It's been uh, it's been several months since you've been on the show.
2: It has been well, you know. I've been busy. I work and I've been traveling quite a bit. I actually just got back into town from Phoenix the other day, um, speaking a lot on the road. So that's been amazing because I love my job. So that's been going on. I've been quite busy with that. Um, also, some of the folks that listen to this, I think a, a good chunk are some of the people that follow me on social media. Uh, I've taken a little bit <clears throat> of a break from social media, specifically from TikTok uh, blessed to have 1.1 million amazing followers on that app, but I did a friends only post. So for those that don't know what that means, if you follow me and I follow you back, and there's about f- over 4,000 people, I-, I don't, I, I don't follow you know everybody. I can't. There's no way. There's a limit. I think the max you can follow is 10,000, but. Uh, I just did a friends-only post where I just let people know, hey, I'm taking a little bit of a break. So it's going to be about a month or so before I get back on there for a number of reasons, some of which just include my own health and some of which include just kind of a focus and and a refocus on some of the more important parts of life, such as family and work and career and mental health and physical health. So I've been off of social media for only about – a. just under 2 weeks but the goal is probably about a month and I think it's a a healthy thing for anything whether you're talking about working out whether you're talking about your actual job if you can if you have that luxury whatever it is that you're doing that your body your mind sometimes needs a break I know that you know I can always tell like when you guys do short breaks John you don't do as many vacations as you probably should but um, you know, you take a break here or there. Matt's very good about doing that because you you guys both work so hard. And I think for me, it was just, you know, you have seasons in your life where your focus has to shift away from things, and you have to kind of look at your life and go, What do I need to put on the shelf for a second? And for me, it was that there's a number of reasons why, and I can certainly get into that, but just generally speaking, uh, more for just a, a mental health and a refocus on priority. So, those of you all that that follow me and thank you for doing so. I'll be back, but I didn't want to do some like big dramatic things. I actually make fun of people that say they're taking a break from social media and then 4 hours later they're posting again because they really can't. But that that's part of what what's been going on. So, I just didn't want people to that don't that didn't see that message. I do not want people to think something was majorly wrong, but just kind of pulling back taking a little break from that.
0: Well, we got you back here. So we're excited. 100%. We're excited this about that. And I think that, you know, we talk all the time about balance. I mean, that is just woven in most seriously most episodes. Um and something that I have been good at over the years is whenever it's my birthday, I take the day off from I try to at least say like it's my birthday. I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to go get like a latte at Starbucks or something. Just little like minor micro things in my day to enjoy it.
2: And there's something Um, weird about people that don't take off for their birthday. Well,
0: that's what I'm getting at. So happy birthday, Matt. And here you are recording a podcast. You got meetings today. I mean – You know
1: what? First of all, I I live a really good life. I have a great family. I'm healthy. Um, I have really good people that I'm surrounded by. So I truly without Sound, you're sexy uh, too by the way oh uh, thank you so much well, rich. and you're officially um, I,
0: healthy right you got the clean bill
1: of health yeah yeah the doctor's like what happened the last two weeks that <laughs> that your numbers are so high um the previous episode rich i don't know if you listened but uh yeah i, I binged uh healthy eating and exercising as i do my annual physical each year so in my mind <laughs> as long as on that date i'm healthy then i'm good for the rest of the year
0: so uh, I 355 days and then it's kind of like, cram, it's, like
2: it's, it's like cramming for your SAT test and you like do yes. really great, but really you're my a total body, idiot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he my body's fasting. like what is going on? This is not good. And then of course today being my birthday, <laughs> I've eaten all morning and I was supposed to work out and I'm still here with you guys. But my back to my point is I really feel like I'm blessed um with with again great family great people i'm surrounded by every day i feel like it's my birthday as corny as that sounds we will celebrate it this weekend do a little celebration tonight but you know what i got i love what i do i love i love my job i love the people i work with um and so if and i i i I just feel so fortunate so if i have to do a little bit of work on my birthday it's not the end of the world and I'm going to be just fine and uh, I'll have well, time. Listen, to, to
2: your happy birthday and you even spoke about something. There's a tremendous difference between our job and our work. A lot of people look at what they do as their job. It's where they have to go. It's what they have to do. It's how many hours they have to work. It's what they have to make. It's their hours, et cetera, their skills, all very important. But you mentioned your work and work is something that comes from a deeper place. Work is something that you feel motivated by and you feel inspired by and you feel like you're making a difference. So uh, it's no surprise to me. You know, it's interesting. uh, We all, uh, we shared in previous podcasts, we all lost our dads at at very early ages. And I think about the, this whole idea of, of like a birthday and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and you being at work before my dad passed away, I remember asking him and I was 22 saying to him when we had this really kind of uncomfortable conversation. And I said, dad, you know, when you pass, and I didn't say just like this, but more like, more or less, I said, when you pass how do you want me to honor you on your birthday and on the anniversary? He goes, well, on the anniversary of my death, he goes, and on my birthday, if you really want to honor me, go to work. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, don't, don't stay home. Don't be depressed. Don't take the day off. Don't, he goes, don't, definitely don't go to my tombstone because I'm not there. He said, go to work. He goes, because that's what has brought me the most happiness in my life is being productive and going to work. And I've always on my dad's birthday and on Um, Certainly on the anniversary of of his passing, it's interesting that you're working on your birthday. It's something that's been like a tradition for me is I always – when I was a nurse working in a hospital, even if it was my day off, if it just fell a natural day off like on his birthday – I would sign up for an overtime shift or when I was a flight nurse, I'd, I'd sign up to be on call to fly. So I get that. I think there's something about us as human beings where we feel productive, where we feel useful, where we feel purposeful when we're doing our work versus doing our job. Not everybody's at, you know, some people look at what they do as a job. They don't like it. It's just what they have to do. They've, they've made that choice. Uh, but you uh, definitely, both of you look at what you do as your work. It's important to you. So uh, I get it. So Yeah. And that kind sense. of
1: parlays into our discussion today, which we kind of had a loose outline for, which is easier said than done. And I think that kind of goes back to our work is it, it's easy to say today you want to work because you love what you do. And mm-hmm. that's easier said than done. Um, a lot of people, like you said, Rich, don't love what they do and right. that they want to be as far away from work on special occasions. And um, they might say, well, gosh, that's easier said than done for you to work today. I, we it took a lot to get to this point right it, it, at 22 i was probably parting on my birthday and you know and and work and then and then slowly began realizing how how hard work is and and how much i want to build a better life for myself and my family and you know and then we we started our venture um you know in 2018 and that really were a lot of things changed at that point and now i can look back and say that was a lot of work, but at this point in time, I, I love what I do. I
2: love being around my team. Well, I, I, think about John. Bo- I think about both of you, something that's John, that's been important to John and is important to you. John's been very verbal about it and he, d- gives, himself, he gives himself a lot of challenges around this is discipline. Jo- John and I have talked, have had conversations where he, you know, he does the 75 hard, then it turns into 150 hard, then it turns into 974 hard. And uh, mm-hmm. he's always, dis- it's about discipline. And John, for me and Matt, you know, this is something we kind of had our, our conversation about before the call, talking about this concept of easier said than done. It has all, I don't have a lot of pet peeves. I really don't No, Yeah. I actually do have a lot of pet peeves, but one of do. my, yeah, I feel I like do.
0: I, yeah, you do. I do.
2: I'm not like a grumpy old man, like get off my lawn kind of guy, but there's just certain things that just, oh man. And one of them is when people say, Easier said than done. And I I would just wonder, like, with both of you all, before we get into it, is that something that gets to you? Because you guys are both such disciplined, hardworking, focused people. Do you – when somebody says to you, even in your field of financial planning and and finance and money, when you're giving somebody a goal or telling them they need to do this or do that – do you ever hear that easier said than done? And then we'll get into our personal and other parts of lives, but do you guys hear that in your work life sometimes?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. For, yeah, Well, for, first ahead. of all, what I, what I wanted to say is on my birthday, Matt and I curl up in a ball and cry because it's the day after <laughs> tax day. So after like 150 <laughs> born, tax- born on April 16th, I mean, <laughs> what a,
2: a financial a, planner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> that's like, that's
1: just a, not a great, <laughs> like, listen, my anniversary is April 2nd. So, you know, that's not good planning on my part either, because every year my wife's like, "What are we gonna do for our anniversary?" I'm like, "I'm gonna do taxes." What are you, what are uh-huh. you doing? And it never goes well.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's just a marathon of of tax season where three or four months. So by the time April 16th comes around, we just we're. But things should be much easier for you now because
2: things should be much easier moving forward because didn't they just hire like eighty eight thousand new IRS agents? So you guys okay. are easier. Great. Easier. have Easier listed- –
0: Easier said yeah, it than must done. For our, our previous podcast, of Rich, course, I listen
2: you. to our previous pod. Just because I'm not, do you think I don't listen? Because like, well, I'm not on it, so I'm not <laughs> listening. Of course, I listen.
0: <laughs> in fairness, I think you do because occasionally I'll get a text like, "Hey, thumbs up, good one. That was a good one. You know, miss being on it." So you, I know you do listen. I don't know if you listen to all of them, but I know you listen to some of them. So I'm proud of you for that.
2: I have to catch up on the last one to be honest, but I have listened to them. I think. The well, last in fairness,
0: but... the last one posted like four hours ago. So okay, so I mean, there, there was not a lot of time for you to listen to. It, but i think i
2: was busy doing my makeup for this one
0: <laughs> yeah and you look great um mm-hmm. hair. yeah uh but yeah. uh but back to your question of you know do we so i don't know that that was ever a pet peeve of mine i have a lot of them too it was not something <laughs> i had thought of or considered and you started planting this idea in my head because i heard you say it years ago like oh, i hate when people say that because everything is everything is easier said than done and now when i hear that in my career i get i get it, it kind of irks me a little bit. And it, it, like, I'll use this in, in the context of my, maybe like a financial planning meeting. We're talking with somebody and we say like, okay, well, situationally, <clears throat> um, based on where you're at, you need to save 15% of your pre-tax income in order to arrive at the goal that you want to client. You know, one one situational conversation, first words out of his mouth was, well, that's easier said than done. And I'm like, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, it's built into the, and so here's my premise for this it's built into the words themselves. For example, climb a mountain. It is literally three words, climb a mountain. So no duh, it's easier said than done. It's much harder to climb a mountain. You got to buy the stuff, you got to do the training, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I kind of feel that people use that expression as a diversion, as an excuse to avoid making life changes. Uh, go to therapy, easier said than done. Sit down and talk to your spouse about this challenge that you are experiencing in your in your relationship, easier said than done. Deal with your child's behavioral issues at school, easier said than done. Lose 50 pounds, easier Of course, all of it's easier said than done. So it's almost like it should disappear from our vernacular because it is it is it's so obvious. Everything is easier said than done. But when people say it, it's, it's a way of basically saying to another person, what you've just asked me to do is going to be hard. It's easy to say it, but hard to do it. Therefore, I'm not going to do it because it's hard to do. That, that's really, in essence, what people are basically saying is the obvious back to you. And for me, you know, being on social media and, and certainly in my life as a speaker, when I talk about burnout or engagement or different things that I talk about, and someone will come up to me well, you know, that stuff's all easier said than done. My first response to them is always, what isn't? Like literally, what isn't easier to say than than to do? It, all of it's easier. I want a divorce. That's easy to say. I don't, by the way. But that's easier to say than do, you know, so... I think in a way it's, it's almost like when we catch ourselves saying it, there's great power in words, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he, you know, you, you, you can find this in every philosophy, in every, in every religion, the power of our words and words become things, words become things. When you guys said, we are going to start our own company, however, the words were, whatever the words were that you actually said to each other, that was easier to say than to do. Wasn't it? But that it was goes- more like a Jerry Maguire moment, if I have to be
1: <laughs> honest with you. But still, nonetheless, yes, that's a good point, Rich.
2: Yeah, and I think that We're goldfish that, that you- and went
1: on our way.
0: Who's coming with me? There you I, go. I, I but, guess I am.
2: But you did. Which one's Cuba Gooding Jr. in this scenario? I just want to know. Like,
0: well, he, Cuba think- Gooding Jr. would be a client in this scenario, right? Because oh, Cuba yeah, Gooding he would be Jr. would a- yeah. I was. Uh, I'll, have to I'll get think about her it.
1: Hold on. Let- he was. He was Tom Cruise, and I was Renee Zellweger. Oh, which is.
2: Which really you, kind of fits. I complete, I am your,
1: I'm your Renee Zellweger, John. You Complete Me. Is
2: that what that, <laughs> That's what that's from, right? That movie, You Complete from. Me. It, it, it. is.
0: Uh, now I need to yes. fact check, but I'm I, pretty it sure. It
2: is 100%, 100%. I didn't know 100%. You Complete Me is from that. People say it all the time. I always thought it was from something else. But anyway, that, that whole concept, it's it's built in right there. Of course, it was you guys had the fear, the anxiety, the worry, the the stepping out onto the ledge, but you did it. You know, you did it.
1: Easier said so, than done, Rich. Easier of course. Said
2: than done. And it was 100%. But I think we need to catch ourselves when we say that. I really, really do. I think we need to catch ourselves when we say that and own it. There's a – okay. I'm going to say oh boy, something. He's getting around. Get it. Here we go. Get it. I'm just going to say it. And, and you know what? I, at this point, I'm, I'm just going to be fearless about it. I'm nervous. It, you should be a little nervous. There are too many people who embrace their victimhood, and they have decided that that's who they are, and they hate when you push back on that. I am anxious. I am depressed. I am X. Yes, there is such a thing as anxiety and depression. These things exist. There, there's brain chemicals. That get, there's all of that. But there are people. Okay, so so there's exceptions to everything. But there are are people who have decided that how they were quote victimized or how the struggle that was put into their life or that they've experienced or that they've created for themselves. Sometimes they've decided that that's who they are. And those are the people that say all the time, easier said than done.
0: Yeah. I think it's easy to create a narrative about your situation and then you just continue to perpetuate it. So for us, we see it a lot when it comes to money psychology. Uh, You know, Oftentimes you hear somebody say, you know, I'm just I'm just no good with money. I don't understand it. It's confusing to me. Well, if you continue to say that, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. You'll never be good at it because you're you're creating a narrative in your own mind that you're not good with it. And I think for us, especially like the first several meetings with a potential new client, uh, you you can tell kind of early on that that may be sort of their mindset to it, and they're hoping that we have a magic pill that can fix these money issues and and get them to retirement at, at XYZ. But the reality is it's like working with a personal trainer. You know, you go into the gym and you meet with a personal trainer for the first time. Well, that personal trainer is going to coach you, guide you, consult you, help you get from point A to point B. They're not going to do the work for you. They can't. It's impossible. No. You have to want to do it too. And Matt, I, I mean, I'm curious if you see that too. Like, I mean, I, I think when it comes to – Sometimes how people view money, it's like, oh well, I hope, like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this financial person can get me from point A to point B. We can help guide, but yeah. it's got. I want to first you, you go back to my. Do it. Yeah.
1: I want to first go back to my pet peeve. If you're pumping gas in a full gas station, you park your car and you walk into the convenience store, staying in that same pump. That is my world's biggest pet peeve. So I just had to get that off my chest. Rich talked about pet peeves. That is a good one. I'm gonna well, add that to my peeves. If you my pump gas in a busy gas station, and then you need to go get a Slurpee, you move your car to one of the parking spots. You Agreed. do not park your car there because you know what, Wawa. I appreciate that you have good food there, but you need to have people move. Okay, so that's I will run my on biggest that, pet I will,
2: peeve. I will run
1: for state senate on that platform to create a state to, law. I've had three minutes. I've had to get that off my chest. for. Okay, oh, so wow. now back a good to one. what Rich's pet peeve is. Is Harry easier said than done? Yes, John. I do. I do agree with everything you said, and and a lot of what you. Just said is what I was kind of thinking in my mind is everyone wants the magic pill to to fix the problem. Really, anything worth doing is going to take hard work. Saving 15% of your income is hard to do. But you know what? If you put the time in and if you look at the budget and you work with a financial planner who hopefully gives you some tips and some tools and some little cheat codes for how you can make that happen, it's doable if you really want to do it. You want to go start a business? That's not going to be easy. But you know what? Double dip, work your regular job, start doing your side gig, and work at it, and it's gonna it's gonna pay off in the end. And so, yes, I agree with you a thousand percent. A lot of what we deal with is someone wanting a magic bullet or magic bullet, a silver bullet for the problem, or 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 be able to get something easy. Nothing worth doing is is for. Most part Well, going to be and easy.
2: meanwhile, this is me picking up my phone, logging onto my 401k to change from 12 percent to 15 percent because I was all excited that I'd do 12 percent, but now I'm like, oh, my best friends who I listen to, who I have actually said to, I'm not good with money because I've said that. I, I believe, and again, I want to be clear. I'm not minimizing behavioral health issues. What I'm saying is sometimes we do tell ourselves a story. We do say, I am a worrier. I am an anxious person. I am not good at sports. I am not fit. I have bad eating habits. I like junk food too much. These all might be statements of facts, but at some point, it's a program that we're running, right? So, I mean, you run a program on yourself because that's what you were told because you were raised in a family of money doesn't grow on trees. And, you know, when we're talking about money or money is a root of all evil Or you were raised in a family where, for example, for me, you know, I had a really tough upbringing and I said, I told myself a story my whole life. And you know what the story was up until like my twenties, I'll never get married because marriage is bad and I never will have children because I will be a horrible father. And that was a narrative. If people that knew me when I was in my twenties would tell you, I said, I'm going to be single my whole life and I never want children. And I'm quite the opposite of that right now. I'm super happily married and marriages work and it is easier said than done to have a good marriage. And I think I'm a decent father. I think I'm I'm at least slightly above average in some ways. And I told myself a program, I, I programmed myself like a computer. And I kept on saying that to myself till it became my reality. And it wasn't until I chose to say something different. That it changed. I I've always said I'm a I'm an anxious person. I have anxiety. You don't have any, I mean I I don't. At least for me, I, I realized that these were things that I was telling myself. Therefore, I was living that narrative. And I, I truly, if I, it, literally on my tombstone almost, I would I would carve, pay attention to what you think about, honest to God, and then write under it, and then be even more careful what you say.
1: Are you writing that down, John? Because that's a lot that we have to make sure it's on his tombstone. I think on your tombstone,
0: big... it's going to say, don't park. <laughs> don't yeah. park at uh, the station. How about just be respectful if it's Monday,
1: I'm trying to get to the office, and you're parked in a don't spot. Don't park at pump seven.
2: Just pull yeah, well, in. Just,
1: I'm just saying, <laughs> use one of the spots that they designate and don't
2: tie up a pump see, if you're not pumping gas. you see how this podcast is like, but you know what? Just Was it you diver- that broke
0: I the mean- window? Was it you that broke the window at the local speedway the other day and you just throw a rock through that window because you were so just, mad? They,
1: they should be going on the speaker and saying, if you're not pumping gas, please move. That's a very busy gas station. And I have, I have an F-150. So it's it's got a big tank. It It takes a while to get gas,
0: man. It's no buckies. All right, we got we got a speedway. One hundred
1: pumps, and every single one of those one hundred pumps are full. And where is everybody? They're in the store
2: getting beef jerky that's wrong. Nothing. That's wrong. Yeah, cuz so it's like anyway. Lego land in there. Oh my god. So it's it's actually it's a new now it's added to my new list of peeves. It, can it is it called a peeve or does it does it have to be called a pet peeve? So I say list of pet peeves or can it just be a peeve?
0: My pet peeve is when people say they have pet peeves. So I don't know. Oh,
2: dang, bro. But anyway, um, I think a lot of times it's about reprogramming and I think that's what you guys do in your field. When somebody comes into your office, notice how I'm being the adult in the room and I'm staring us back, but it's kind of funny cause I'm never the so adult angry the right now. I know. I feel like I want to just come to your house and give you a hug. Um, but, might need one. I'm happy to, we're only down the street. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of times it's a program we tell ourselves and I know I've been doing a lot of work on myself and part of that work. And, and what I mentioned at the top of the, of the podcast of, of, of giving a break to, to even social media was realizing that my reasons for doing it, I was telling myself a story and the story wasn't real. The story wasn't honest and the story wasn't healthy and I needed to pull away from it and stop so I could recalibrate. And I think if I, you know, other than hopefully just, you know, welcome back and, and being able to have a chance to chat on our podcast again. I really hope that people would take a minute to reflect. Stop, you know, stop getting angry whenever you hear something that initially you don't agree with and ask yourself, why is that bothering you so much? Why is it bothering you that somebody says, you know, stop saying easier said than done or why does it bother you if somebody says, "Hey, sometimes we tell ourselves a story and then we continue to live that narrative." Again, it's not saying, like, like I said, I, I want to be clear. I worked in behavioral health. I'm not saying that the, the brain chemicals and, and the issues that create depression, anxiety are not real things. Of course, they're real things. But sometimes we decide that that's who we are. I'm a smoker. I'm a drinker. I'm a et cetera. And sometimes we, we have to realize that that, that that can be changed. And yeah, it is easier said than done. But if you do the work, if you put in the effort, if you make the decisions, and then if you start saying the words, can I just end? Because I know we, we got to wrap up in, in like a couple of minutes. I wanted to share with you guys something that I started doing, and it's been really significant for me and dead serious. Is, it, is it
1: drinking water? Because we already went down that route. I'm not drinking it of water. No, again, I, the I, I've already, Cheers.
2: I, no, I just, I heard a podcast recently and and the guy, it's somebody that I think we all listen to. I think it's Tom Billieu. I think it's his podcast. And he says he stops drinking water at 5 p.m. I think I'm going to send that to John. But I've started to do that. I'm actually sleeping a little bit better through the night. So I hydrate through the day and I cut off around 5, 530. And yeah, I'm a little thirsty at night and I take a little sip here or there, but I'm not getting up twice a night. So anyway, (laughs) hashtag sometimes easier said than done to drink too much water. But something that I started doing was before as I'm going to sleep at night, and when I first wake up in the morning, I am telling myself a different story. And I'm saying to myself the things that I struggle with. So I say to myself, and, and you could roll your eyes and laugh, but I say to myself, I am worthy. I am a good person. I am lovable. I am good looking. I am healthy. I am successful. I am wealthy. I am creative. I am talented. All these things that i was told all my life that i wasn't and that sometimes i latched onto to to believe you get into a there's the alpha beta theta states as you go into sleep and people can look that up i'm not going to bother you by going into that but when as you're starting to fall asleep and i'm going to say the word wrong hip hypnagogic i can never say this word but it's when your brain your subconscious is most susceptible To information. And a lot of people, we go into our anxious thoughts and worries and negativity before we go to sleep. So, you know, you're trying to buy a new house, and as you're falling asleep, you're like, God, I hope this goes through, and I hope they don't say no to that. And God, what if we didn't do that? You start putting that in your subconscious, and then you start to recreate that in your reality. I've started doing that. And I have to say, I'm seeing a very subtle shift in my own personal psychology and my own mental health. So, I'm, you know, to give people a to do try this as you're laying in bed and as you're starting to go to sleep, the things that you've been struggling with, you know, you know, I no longer, or, you know, you should say I am statement. So I am a healthy person. I am a non-smoker. I am fit. I am try that. And just those things and just say them quietly in your brain kind of over and over again, as you go to sleep. And then what ends up happening is your subconscious latches onto that. And that starts to be the story that starts to sink into who you are. And I, I, I don't, I swear to you guys, and I know it might sound like some new thought, new age craziness, but I've incorporated it into my prayers. I've incorporated it into my meditation. I've only been doing it for maybe a little over a week, but something's changing. And I'll report back in our next podcast if anything's different. I don't know. I just think that that's the beginning of the do part of easier said than done.
0: Well, what could it hurt? You do those positive affirmations, which I think are so important. It's like you spend a few minutes doing that. The your worst case scenario in that scenario in that situation is that you wasted a few minutes if it didn't work out, which I <laughs> I deeply believe in the idea of doing that. We talked about a book um pff, wow, twelve, fifteen podcasts back, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. And that, you know, for me in reading that book, it was kind of this idea like I am the kind of person that gets up and goes to the gym every morning. Even if I go for five minutes, you're developing that habit. And I think that that's what you're doing by creating those positive. We could do an entire podcast. And it's the, and on it's positive the positive and
2: specifically, I want to be specific. It is the time frame. It is when you do it. Doing yeah. it right now is good. Doing it when you're laying in bed as you're drifting off to sleep and doing it when you first wake up is better because your brain right. is in more of a receptive state. So I just challenge people to try it. Just try it. See, do it. I mean, you're talking and-
0: to a couple guys who did hypnotherapy to to try it, to try that out. So, I mean, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I know. Should-
2: whenever I, there's a certain way that if you snap your fingers in a certain rhythm, John will immediately start doing the chicken dance. It's really he great. Like a duck. Well, listen, we are right at time because we wanted to make sure to be respectful of your time. But I've got to tell you something when it comes to time, uh, the time that we get to spend together as friends is is so valuable. The time that you spend with your friends and your loved ones is very valuable. Life is short. Make sure that you're enjoying that time. Make sure that you're embracing the people that you love in your life. Try to do something a little bit kind today to make the world a little bit of a better place. Um, And certainly pay attention to what you say to yourself. Uh, sometimes the words that we say to ourselves are things that we would never, ever say to anybody else. And I am grateful to John and Matt for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this podcast with them. I'm grateful for what they do to help people. And for all of you that listen, please make sure that you like, sign up to subscribe to the podcast, make sure that you make comments and please feel free to share this. If you could do us a favor share this podcast, maybe with five people that you think might benefit from it. We enjoy it. We enjoy doing it. We hope you get something out of it. And on behalf of the wonderful John, the John and the Matt, this is the Rich B. We are grateful for you. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 51 of Above Board with Candor Path. We'll see you again for episode 52.